Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Sound the battle cry. Two men, 15 minutes, eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. For the Lord, gird your armor on, stand firm, everyone. Rest your Hello, Andrew. Hello, Edwin. Sure good to see you today. It's good to be seen, my friend. We're going to talk about some parables today. Yeah, that's or, the plan. Or maybe not talk about some parables. We're just going to talk about parables. 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 Because when we come to Matthew 13, we find that Jesus chose to teach in parables. And the big question is why? Big question. In fact, that's what he has asked in our reading today in Matthew 13 and verses 10 through 17. I'll be reading from the New King James Version. And the disciples came and said to him, Why do you speak to them in parables? He answered and said to them, Because it has been given to you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven. But to them it has not been given. For whoever has, to him more will be given, and he will have abundance. But whoever does not have, even what he has will be taken away from him. Therefore I speak to them in parables, because seeing they do not see, and hearing they do not hear, nor do they understand. And in them the prophecy of Isaiah is fulfilled, which says, Hearing you will hear and shall not understand, and seeing you will see and not perceive. For the hearts of this people have grown dull, their ears are hard of hearing, and their eyes they have closed, lest they should see with their eyes and hear with their ears, lest they should understand with their hearts and turn, so that I should heal them. But blessed are your eyes, for they see, and your ears, for they hear. For assuredly I say to you that many prophets and righteous men desired to see what you see and did not see it, and to hear what you hear and did not hear it. Why parables? This is the question they ask. Why, Jesus, are you going to teach all these people in parables? Edwin, I felt like all the best teachers taught in parables. Well, they do now. (laughs) They do now. I don't know that that's always been the case. We can look at it and say, well, Jesus is the master teacher. And so uh, while there are, as you pointed out yesterday, certainly parables at different places in Old Testament literature, it is something that he, Jesus is kind of known for, his parables. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So here's the interesting thing to me. When we talk to folks today about why parables, very commonly what people believe and will say is, well, this is to get down on the level of the listener. Jesus is trying to connect with his audience. Kind of like we mentioned yesterday, the very common statement is that parables are drawn from everyday life. So these are very common experiences. And it's it's almost like people really think that parables are just illustrations. Yeah, designed to make something simple, I guess. Kind of put the cookies on the low shelf so everybody yes. can get the cookie. Absolutely. We want to we want to bring it down. We want to open it up. We want to get rid of all the child locks. We want to make it easy for you to just open the cabinets and find the cookies. It's just going to be wonderful. However, but that really is doesn't sound like what he just said there. It's not, what we just read. It's not at all what he said. In fact, when I read that, I, I'm scratching my head a little bit because it seems so counterintuitive to me. Yeah. He kind of tells the disciples, if I'm reading this right, yeah, I'm preaching to the crowds things I know good and well. They're not understanding. They're not going to get it. They're not getting. They're it. not going to. I it know they're not getting it. In fact, I'm trying to keep them from getting it. Yeah. 
It's it's a shocking what? thing. So these parables, <laughs> these parables are not illustrations. They're not, here's my teaching. Now let me give you the illustration from your daily life that will help just make it very clear and make it very plain and very simple. In uh-huh. fact, here's the thing. Even if you're confused, even if I'm confused, even if we're all confused by Jesus' specific answer, you got to sit back and ask if what parables were doing was just making the teaching completely clear and obvious and simple, simple, why would the disciples even ask about this? Yeah, that's a great question. If, if I mean, if it's just, hey, this is the way to do it. It's so obvious. It's so clear and simple. Then they would have gotten it. Oh, I, I don't need to ask Jesus why he's teaching yeah. in parables. He's making this clear and simple and yeah. easy. They're, they're not seeing that at all. It's just the opposite. Yeah, they see something completely different happening here. Can you imagine like a, a handler, right? Like here here's the here's the speaker, here's Jesus. And then, you know, he's got his disciples standing around. They're kind of watching the crowd and they're like, uh, they're not tracking with you. They're not getting it. And so let's, you know, let's talk about this. Why, why are you doing it this way? Maybe you should do it a little differently. Yeah, exactly. Let's set the stage on this. Back in Ezekiel chapter 20. God has Ezekiel tell a story about judgment, but the story of judgment is about a forest that's going to burn up in a fire. And the whole paragraph ends in Ezekiel chapter 20 and verse 49. Then Ezekiel said, then I said, ah, Lord God, they are saying of me, is he not a maker of parables? Mm. In other words, Ezekiel is saying, Lord, they don't get it. They think I'm just making up goofy stories about forest fires. Why are you having me talk to them like this? So, so are you? I mean, I'm I'm just trying to track with you here because I'm not as familiar with Ezekiel as I should be. Is the is the problem there that uh, the people don't like the parables? Is it they don't understand the parables? Is they think this is not good teaching? Okay, so I didn't read the whole paragraph, but this this is a teaching of judgment in Ezekiel 20 verse 45. The word of the Lord came to me, son of man, set your face toward the south land, preach against the south, and prophesy against the forest land in the Negeb. Say to the forest of the Negeb, hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord God, behold, I will kindle a fire in you, and it shall devour every green tree in you and every dry tree. The blazing flame shall not be quenched, and all faces from south to north shall be scorched by it. All flesh shall see that I, the Lord, have kindled it. It shall not be quenched. Then I said, and that's Ezekiel talking, okay. Ah, Lord God, they are saying of me, is he not a maker of parables? Okay. okay. So, so what he has done is he's gone and he's preached to a forest. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he's told this forest, you're going to burn. Mm-hmm. And the people who are supposed to be hearing from this, judgment is coming, we need to repent. They don't get it. They don't get it. They're Okay, Ezekiel's crazy. Okay. He's, uh, he's, he's like a guy who's tossing out this message, and it's the weirdest message in the world. He's just... He's just saying these words, these messages, maybe about the kingdom. I don't know. I don't know if you're catching that I'm also trying to connect us back to yesterday about the parable of the sower. I, well, you were clearly making a sewing motion, but I'm not <laughs> sure the people driving down the road could appreciate that. Probably not. Need the camera. The uh, the idea here is, though, they're like, this is silly. I don't understand what you're saying at all. And Ezekiel is kind of pushing back on that. Folks don't understand. Mm-hmm. They're, they're just mm-hmm. accusing me of telling stories, of, of making up parables. I think the apostles are asking a similar question. Why are you doing this? Why are you why are you telling these stories this way? Why don't you just come out and be plain and simple and make it easy? Now, listen, we we could spend hours. I know we could spend at least 50 minutes talking about <laughs> I know we can too. <laughs> but we only have 13. In fact, now we only have 5 left. 
at the very surface level of what Jesus demonstrates there in Matthew 13 is he highlights, he says, because to these people out here, it has not been given to understand the secrets of the kingdom. Yeah. That's been given to you, but, it's but been has to it been disciples. given to them? So one purpose of the parable then was to differentiate, I guess, I think that's, the disciples from the crowd? I think that's a major point that we need to see. Jesus taught in parables, not because it put the cookies on the lowest shelf, but because it made a dividing line. Mm. People, now keep in mind this. Now, Jesus had mentioned some parables, or he had used some parables sure. before this. But but not very many. I mean, there's there's you know the the parable of the builders at the end of the sermon, sermon on the, the mount. So right. there's a couple of parables. I don't want to act like he never used parables before this. But we see that from this point on, he we're told strictly taught the crowds in parables. What happened in the previous chapter was he was accused of being of the devil. Right. So he's right. been plain, he's been powerful, he's been pointed, he's been purposeful, but how are the people responding to him? Oh, you, you must be of the devil. You're yeah. crazy. You're insane. You've, you, you're, you know, we're not going to follow you. And it's, it's what Jesus is doing is, okay, I'll draw a dividing line. If you want to think I'm crazy, if you want to think I'm demon-possessed, I'll let you believe that. I'm not going to force you to follow me and to listen to what I'm saying. So what he does is he starts teaching in a way that that divides people, hmm. the ones who want to think he's crazy. Yeah. Hey, all right, he's just telling us about some crazy farmer out there that's throwing the seed everywhere. You know, that, that's crazy. I don't know what that's about. But for the people who recognize, wait a minute, we think this guy might be the Messiah. He yeah. might be the son of yeah, David. Yeah. He, he might be the son of the living God. Yeah. Okay, that means I need to figure out what this story about this crazy farmer really is. And so what do I do? Well, what the disciples did was they asked, hey, what did that mean? And Jesus told them, mm -hmm. here's what it means. Mm -hmm. So what we find is a dividing line. If you want to disbelieve, I'll let you. Mm -hmm. But if you want to believe, I'm going to put this teaching in here, and it's going to be like digging for buried treasure. It's going to be like treasure hidden out in a field that you're going to have to spend some time working at it. Yeah. But you can find it, and it's worth it, and you should give up everything to find this treasure that I'm hiding in the field of these parables. What do you think about this, too, that he quotes from Isaiah and says this also is fulfillment of prophecy? Yeah. That there's something about the way the Messiah will teach and really, that is in response to the people. He says it's because they have eyes, they don't see. They have ears, they don't hear. There's an ability, but a lack of willingness. In Isaiah chapter 6, it's one of, to me, it's one of the hardest passages to just walk through and figure out what's going on. I believe, and I was, I was led in this direction by a book called, by G.K. Beale, We Become What We Worship. Hmm. And I love that. The point that he makes, and I think he's right on track with it, is that Isaiah 6 is pointing out that in Israel, judgment had already happened, or was already starting Yeah, when Isaiah was written. Was writing, we yeah. tend to think that judgment is this thing that happens all the way at the end, that we're just plowing right along, and at every moment, it's just as easy to turn back to God, or to turn, and then judgment happens at the end. But what Isaiah is showing is for Israel, judgment has already started, even though it's going to be couple of centuries before Babylon actually conquers right. Judah, right. this is already starting. Why? Because they have eyes that don't see, ears that don't hear. They've been going after idols. Mm -hmm. In Psalm 115, the psalmist records that you look at an idol, it has eyes that don't see, ears that don't hear, it has right. feet that don't walk, nose that doesn't smell, hands that don't touch, mm -hmm. and those who make them become like, like them, them That's right. which means they end up having eyes that don't, don't see. see ears that don't hear. Yeah. All right. So what we have here is people who have gone into idolatry, 
And now judgment is starting. When Jesus starts talking in parables, it's actually because he's saying judgment is starting for you people. Mm. You haven't been listening. You've been closing your eyes. Mm -hmm. You've been stopping up your ears. Mm -hmm. Okay. I'll start teaching in a way that allows you to walk that path. Judgment is starting. I think one of the things we need to learn from this. Here's the Savior in your midst, and you are not seeing him. Yeah. Last week when we were talking about the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit, we did want to make sure that people understood that, you know, you don't have to sit there being afraid that sometime in your past you committed an external sin that can't be forgiven no matter what. But I fear in our haste to make that point, sometimes we act like people can't cross a line of no return. We, we act like people... What yeah. Jesus is highlighting here is kind of the other side of this, and that is, look, you walk down that path far enough... You won't return. Yeah. You you stop your ears enough. You close your eyes enough, and I'll let you just go down that path. In other words, I don't want you to believe that you can't ever repent and you can't ever return. You can. You can. Right. But we need to understand that it'll never be easier than today to repent. Yeah. Because the more I close my eyes and stop my ears, the harder it is to open them. That goes right along with uh, the warning about Esau in Hebrews chapter 12. The Hebrew writer talked about that there was a place where it, he was, it was beyond repentance, though he cried many, many tears. Well, here's what we learn from what Jesus says about the parables. We've got a choice of which kind of person are we going to be. Are we going to be the people who hear with our ears? Are we going to be the people who stop our ears? Are we going to be the people that open up and dig for the treasure? Or are we going to be the people that say, well, this is just a crazy story, nothing to see here? Absolutely. This is great. Now, this is this strong episode. I'm going to tell you right now, this is one you want to share with your friends. Rate it, review it, send it on to somebody else because they're going to be like, wow, boy, that, that is some insight about the parables. This is good. This is edifying. <laughs> and we love you for listening. Send us an email. Give us some feedback on the show. We'd love to hear from you. Text talk at christiansmeethere.org. And uh, we hope to be with you tomorrow. Evan, would you lead us in prayer? Holy God, open our ears, open our eyes, give us hearts to understand. Thank you so much for the parables. And give us the strength and the faith to dig deeply into these fields of the parables and find the secrets of the kingdom. Thank you for bringing us into your kingdom. It's through your son, Jesus, our king, that we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians who meet on Livingston Avenue in Lutz, Florida, this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge sang all four parts of our theme song. You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review Text Talk in your favorite podcast app so others can find it and learn about it more easily. Have a fantastic day. Steady, pass the word along. Onward, forward, shout aloud, Hosanna, Christ is captain of the mighty throne.